Justin Trudeau's liberals want to change the channel, get your attention off of the blackface controversy and towards guns. This is a highly emotional issue, and when emotion is high, rationale is low. Of course people want more safety. Of course nobody wants a mass shooting. Of course nobody wants to get shot by a gun. Have you ever heard a gunshot in Canada that was done in violence? Have you ever heard one in your life? Have you have you even heard a gunshot from a bad guy that was hurting somebody? Maybe 1% of the population has heard it. I think it's way less than that. I'm trained to listen to gunshots, to hear it, to, to notice it. I've never heard one. I've never heard a firearm go off in my life. I'm 49 years old. Not once have I got heard a firearm go off when it shouldn't. Not once have I heard a firearm go off in any sort of capacity other than at a gun range or shooting at targets or hunting. Going off when it should go off. And yet somehow this is a big problem. All right, so let's say that the ban happens. All semi-automatic firearms, pistols, rifles, shotguns, they're gone. Hopefully with a buyback, so at least we're not getting uh, stolen from. So a big buyback happens. Are you safer? No. No, you're not. Because the people that have guns right now are three times less likely to use them in a violent act than people that are not licensed, the people that do not own legal firearms with a legal, that have gone through the legal licensing system. So who are you hurting? Just us. Just us legal gun owners that have jumped through all the hoops, paid for all the licenses. That's it. That's the only people that you're hurting. Now, are you safer? No, you are not safer. If I was to snap a bolt, if anybody with, with, with or without training, was to snap a bolt and go psychotic and go on a killing spree, you can use a bolt-action rifle, a regular bolt-action rifle of any caliber, from a 22 to a 300 Win Mag, it doesn't matter. And you can cause absolute carnage with a bolt-action rifle, or a lever-action rifle, or a pump-action. It doesn't, being semi-automatic doesn't really help. The only time that semi-automatic, automatic weapons help is when you're matching it's one force of people so 100 people on one side and 100 people on the other all things being equal if you have semi-automatic and they have bolt action you're better off to have semi-automatic in a battle where it's many people against many people semi-automatics are good for cover fire for suppressive fire those are bullets just to keep people's heads down that's what semi-automatic is really, really good for. It's to keep other people's heads down. It's called suppressive fire. For actually killing more people, single shot is the best. That's how it works. Single aimed shots, which you can do just as well with a bolt-action rifle as you can with a semi-automatic. So as far as actual lethality, there is no advantage to a semi-automatic weapon. None. It is good for suppressive fire. That's why the semi-automatic function, or automatic function for that matter, is fantastic. It's to keep people's heads down. 
so that you can create cover fire, suppressive fire. That's how it works. But they want to take them away anyway, so fine. Is that going to make anybody safer? No, it's not going to make anybody safer because lethality comes from single shot, single aim shots, regardless of the weapon or the caliber. Proof in the pudding. World War II. The Canadians were feared as some of the best soldiers in the world. Most deadly, lethal soldiers ever. They had bolt-action 303 rifles. How is that possible? How is it that the most deadly soldiers in the world had, did not have even semi-automatic personal weapons? Of course, there's machine guns and everything else, but as far as the frontline infantry soldier, they were deadly because of their ability to use a bolt-action rifle. So if somebody goes psychotic and goes on a killing spree, a bolt-action rifle is going to do the job, or a lever action, or a pump action, it doesn't matter. And the, only, the biggest reason that AR-15 platforms are used, or the SKS, or the Norinco, it, it just doesn't matter. They're all the same. All the focus goes on the AR-15s. But the reason the crazy people use AR-15s is because they want to look cool. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's exactly what it is. If the military was using purple rifles, then the crazy people would want to use purple rifles. If the military was using broom handles, then the bad guys would want to use broom handles. They want to be like the army guys. So they pick the weapon that is, to them, the cool army guy weapon. That's why they pick up an AR-15 thing, because it looks army-ish. It's just not more deadly than any other semi-automatic rifle. And in fact, it's less, because it's a, a small caliber. The in Alberta, you're not even allowed to hunt deer with an AR-15 because the caliber is too small. You're not even allowed to hunt deer because you're more likely to wound the deer and not kill it. It is a less deadly round. It's a less deadly bullet coming out of it. It's a 223, 223 caliber or 5.56 millimeter. It is less deadly. It is one of the reasons that in Vietnam, the Americans switched to it. Because it's better to be less deadly. It's better to wound the enemy than to outright kill them because it puts an extra burden on the resources of the enemies dealing with all the wounded. And because it's such a small bullet, it is so much easier to train people because it doesn't have this huge recoil, kaboom, of a regular hunting rifle. Regular hunting rifles, uh, 308 being a pretty decent round, right up the middle, or a bit much bigger one, the 30-odd-6 or a 300-wind mag, these all have a serious kick to them. Even in a semi-automatic format, they still have a fair bit of punch into your shoulder, which creates flinch, which means it's more difficult to train somebody to shoot it because it's a bigger boom. So they went to the smaller bullets on a lighter platform because they're easier to carry and easier to train. Anybody can shoot an AR-15 because it's a low-power round that goes through it. You can take a child, a 12-year-old child, and that kid can be perfectly comfortable with an AR-15 because it is a low-power round. 
That's why it's chosen. But if that terrifies you, having a weapon that's actually a much smaller bullet that's more likely to wound than it is to kill, fine, ban it. I don't care. But it's not going to help. It's not going to help anybody. I don't own one because the the reason that I don't own an AR-15, other than it's useless and I can't go hunting with it, but the biggest reason is that I can't take it out of the house to even go target shooting in the back 40. The laws for these restricted weapons are so incredibly tight, the only place I can take it is the gun range under very strict circumstances, is to a gun range where I've paid for a membership poke holes into targets, into paper targets. That's the only thing I can use it for. That's the law. Now, if I could use it to hunt deer, maybe I'd consider getting one just because they're kind of cool. And the rounds are really, really cheap. And even though it's illegal to hunt deer with it, they'll do the job. So it's not going to make anybody any safer. Not at all. So what would make people safer? Well, when you put the, a gun on the hip of a police officer, you do that so that when the police officer gets a call, they can react, and if the other people are armed, they can defend themselves and others. But there is no magic fairy dust that makes a cop better than me or you when it comes to being responsible with a firearm. They are regulated and trained. But what about guys like me? What about military veterans? People with more training with firearms than any regular police officer with regular training. If I'm better trained and more skilled with a firearm, wouldn't it be a good idea to have me as a special constable of some sort? Still keep me regulated and under supervision and have to prove myself once a year at the range, but why not have a guy like me, legally, with with a special authority, to have a handgun on my hip, so that if I'm walking down the mall and there's a mass shooting that breaks out, and I'm closer than any police officer, I can deal with it. I have the training, why not? Why would you not use that resource? Why not? There is a special license for handguns in Canada for trappers. Because grizzly bears and black bears and cougars are a real threat. And when you're walking around in the bush, uh, you can't you just can't keep a rifle with you all the time. The only thing that is practical to make sense is to have a 44 magnum revolver on your hip. Because that's big enough that it'll actually um, do the job. Well, what about me? There is... There is a family attacked by by a wolf uh, in Banff National Park, for goodness sakes. Well, a park officer is allowed to have a firearm on, his, on, on their hip, as they should be. Why not me? I got the training. And yes, there should absolutely be regulations. Yes, I should be uh, constantly checked and double-checked to make sure that I still don't have a criminal record. And the second that I do commit a crime, that gun should be out of, should be taken from me, absolutely. However, I've never committed a crime. So if I'm in a national park, why shouldn't I have a gun on my hip? I'm as trustworthy, if not more, than any police officer or fish and wildlife officer. 
I have as much or more training. So why not? Because it's common sense. That's why not. At the end of the day, if it's about public safety, then you are going to fail. These laws, these banning firearms, banning rifles, it will fail. Because there's not a thing that's going to happen under these new laws, under these new initiatives put forth by the liberals that's actually going to keep you alive. Quite the opposite, actually. And that's been proven time and time and time again in gun-free zones in the United States. The most dangerous place to be is a gun-free zone. I'm Mark Mankey. This is the Mankey Show Podcast.